Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Great to be with you today. Uh, Thanks for joining us. As Lorena said, my name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and it is a joy to be with you. You know, life in life, there are a lot of projects we do, tasks, activities uh, we do that, that have a set of procedures. Uh, if we want to play a game, like, like for instance, this game, Throw Throw Burrito. By the way, this is a hilarious game. It's kind of a, it's called a dodgeball card game. So I'll just let your imagination go with that. But it has a, it has a set of rules, uh, rules to follow, and you follow those rules so that you can have real fun with the game and that, things like that. If we want to, to fix a car, uh, usually, if you, you do it yourself, you want to pick up the service manual. This is the service manual for my 69 Jeepster Commando, which I am continuing to work on. I just can't seem to find any time to do that right now. But it, it, this is the manual, and this is the thing I consider. Or like if you're uh, baking, uh, whether you want baking a cake, and there's a, there's a recipe on the back, and a, a, a way to follow through how you do this. Uh, or if you uh, uh, like to grill uh, by the way, did I tell you I have a new Traeger grill? It even has an app. You could control it. Okay, no more. But, but there's recipes to follow. There's things to follow and, and things to be able to work as you, as you walk through these different uh, uh, opportunities and, and helps for that. Uh, uh, how many of you have looked at some instruction or recipe or tutorial video or online how-to directions this past week? How many of you? If you're online, why don't you t- type in what kind of instructions you've looked at if you're brave enough to do that or, or that or tell the person you're sitting next to what something you looked up. Maybe it was the how-to video of how to make coffee or something like that. But th- those instructions become our rule. They reign over the activity that we're doing. And they're meant to, for our success. Now, sure, sometimes we, we get creative and we find our own set of rules because we want to reign. Uh, yet most of the time, it doesn't work out so well. Uh, any of you ever mess up on uh, something because you didn't follow the directions, the recipe, the, the guide? Yeah, uh, I have m- multiple times. Uh, like the time I, I tried to make this lime pound cake. It's up on the screen right now. Uh, 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 we have a lot of limes in our backyard, and uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to make a pound cake. How Difficult could that be? I took the recipe and threw it out the window and decided I would just go freelance on this. And um, uh, it was, it looks good, doesn't it? Uh, But (laughs) uh, it was rock hard. I mean, (laughs) you had to cut it and it was just, it was, the, the frosting tastes wonderful, but it was not as fluffy and light as the recipe had said because I did not follow the rule. I was reigning over that activity. So, and when we have, when it comes to life and the activities of life, how we do our work, how we relate to others, how we treat those we love, how to love, how we handle our time and money, how we interact with our world, how we process our hurts and pains and difficulties, how we respond to the government, how we live, the question comes, whose rule, whose reign is best? Well, the Bible's pretty clear The best who reigns is the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. 
That's Yahweh, the name of God, the one who is the holy, high, sovereign, creator, designer, who put us all together, who holds it all together, this world. It makes sense that the Lord should reign. And Psalm 93 brings out this reality with its opening line, the very first three words, the Lord reigns. This psalm, this song, uh, goes on to give us five encouraging truths of the Lord's reign. For to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. Well, let's look at these, these, these five encouraging truths uh, of the Lord's reign. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind, right from where you are, just, just stand uh, to your feet and let's pray and ask God to, to challenge us this morning. Because I really do believe he's got something for you. There's a reason why you tuned in. And I know that God wants to challenge you and encourage you and just build you up today. Let's pray. Father God, thanks for the reality that we can choose who reigns in our life. We can choose to let you reign. And so God, I'm asking that you would challenge us this morning with how great and wonderful and awesome and true your reign is. And Lord, help us to understand how to come under your leadership and your lordship that we might experience the joy and the wonder and the, uh, the, the great encouragement and help you have for us under your reign. So bless this time. Use it, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to, to somewhere try to find a, a, a piece of paper. You can jot down some notes and write down these extra verses. If you're online with us, there is a place. If you look at the QR code that's, I think, believe right there on the screen, uh, you can scan that, and there's an there's a, uh, outline to download. There's a study guide that has all the extra verses on that. If you use our app, we have an app that you can uh, get through Android uh, Apple. If you get that, that's all, there's a fill-inable uh, there, and I encourage you to Jots and notes, it's always good to do that. The reason we do that is because we want you to use this sermon as a launch pad uh, for your personal study throughout that, your personal Bible study throughout the week. And that's why we've created that revive section so your soul would be completely revived uh, on and on throughout the week and, 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 and use that, those tools that are there. There's uh, blog posts and there's emails and there's all kinds of resources. There's a podcast that we're doing that you can subscribe to and, or tune into. It talks about a little more deeper into these uh, psalms as we're going through or the topics that we're reaching each Sunday. I encourage you with that. Well, hopefully you have your Bible with you and you've opened up to Psalm 93. Uh, Psalm 93 is part of a a grouping of psalms that declare God's kingship and lordship, his his leadership over our lives. It starts with Psalm 93. There's a little bit of a pause in Psalm 94, but Psalm 95 all the way through to Psalm 99 are those groupings of psalms declaring God's kingship. We learned last week uh, that it is good to declare, to say with in words and action to follow God's way. It's like consulting a tutorial video or a recipe or, a, or an instructions. God's way is good and his reign is good in our lives. See, to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. And Psalm 93 gives us five encouraging truths of the Lord's reign. Now, the first of this, these encouraging truths is that the Lord's reign is unshakable. So hopefully you have your Bible open to Psalm 93, it starts out like this, those first three words, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed as he has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established, it shall never be moved. See, God is the reigning king. There is no higher government or power whose character, like clothes we wear, 
reveals majesty and dignity and grandeur and authority and sovereignty, sovereign power. There is nothing above God. Now, um, we just heard read uh, uh, just a few minutes ago by Victor, Psalm 97. If you want to flip over to it, that's one of those royal psalms. I just want to read it again for you and, and just have you imagine the scene that's there and, and sense the power uh, and the might of, of, of God's unshakable reign. Psalm 97, verses one to five. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightning crashes upon the earth and the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. <laughs> you can almost feel that strength just oozing out of those words. We'll flip back to, to, to Psalm 93 again. And that, that verse, that's part of, of verse uh, one says, yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. That word established means to be upright, secure, unchanged, made secure, founded and grounded because the Lord's reign is unshakable. Say it with me out loud. The Lord reigns unshakable. And he is unshakable. uh, uh, and, And though the world changes around us and difficulties come, the Lord's reign is not affected. He cannot be dethroned. He cannot be impeached and he cannot be conquered. Uh, nor will he abdicate, resign, or abandon his reign. Let let, let, let that truth soak in and and hold it close. Because though it seems like our world is falling apart, be it this global COVID crisis or our political mess or financial issues, our medical, relational, work, school, even internal, personal emotional issues, the Lord's reign is unshakable. And to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. It's for us to to, to look to Him and to place our trust in His unshakable reign. Is He who you trust in? Is, Is it His reign that you follow? Well, the next encouraging truth of the Lord's reign is 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 inescapable. Look at verse two. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. It's not that the Lord seems to reign. He actually reigns. He is reigning and he is in control. And just because people don't acknowledge his rule or control does not change anything. His reign is inescapable, inevitable, and certain. Are you seeking to follow his way? See, because we can choose not to follow his guidelines, his recipes for life, his service manual, and we could buck against them. The Apostle Paul, before he was named Saul, and in Acts chapter 9, verse 5, and it's also described in Acts chapter 26, verse 14, as Paul was, was said by Jesus, why are you kicking against the goads? A, a, a phrase that means, why, do you, are, why are you not following my way? Uh, uh, why are you following your own way? See, Saul was trying to be zealous for God. But Jesus said to Paul, he was pushing against him. 
See, we can even be zealous for God, thinking we've got it all wired, and, and, and yet the Lord really isn't reigning. We're using things that we've made up, and we're not following God's truth, the truth of his word. And what he says, this is the, the recipe, this is the, the service manual, this is the direction that we are to follow. The challenge is, why not surrender? Surrender to God's reign and enjoy the adventure like Paul. Sure, it's not easy, but there will be blessings beyond measure. Amazing love, continual hope, renewed mercy, immeasurable joy, purpose, security, significance, and oh, oh, so much more. Are you kicking against the goads? Are you kicking against God's reign? Yes, it's inescapable. So why not yield? I want you to do something. I want you to hold out your hand, just open like this. And I want you to think of issues in your life that sometimes you want to reign and not let God reign. Just think of that issue. Maybe the one that comes to your mind. Maybe it's a relational issue. Maybe it's a, a, a future what I should do issue. Maybe it's a, a financial issue. Maybe it's a, a how I'm going to serve the Lord issue. Maybe it's how I'm going to <clears throat> deal with relationships issue. Maybe it's something else. I want you to take that issue. I want you to place it in your hand. Just imaginary place it in your hand. And then I want you to close your hand and close a grip on it. I want you to really squeeze tight, like really tight and just keep it squeezed. Just keep it there squeezed. See, the truth is we want to hold on to things. Uh, We want to say, I am in control. It's my control. This is mine. And I'm going to do whatever I want with this so that I know what's happening. And in that, God's not reigning. You are. You have ultimate control now. And yet what God says, and do this with me, release it. Let it go. Give it up to him and follow his plan. Isn't that a refreshing feeling when, you, when you're holding on to something so tight and let it go? It's like, oh, relax. Oh, the blood starts to flow back in your hand. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. He says, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, heavy laden with gripping on to our own life. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke. That's his way of life. That's letting him reign over our life. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, when God is in control, when we follow his recipe, his directions, his service manual of life, great things happen. Yes, it will be difficult at times. But God's reign will be there and it will, and, and it will help. See, to, to, to thrive is to, is to let the Lord reign. To, let the, to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. Another encouragement uh, encouraging truth of the Lord's reign is that the Lord's reign is invincible. Look at verses three and four of Psalm 93. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. 
mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waters of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Uh, the floods and, and crashing waves are metaphors for powerful opposition. Israel was constantly under powerful opposition and others reigning over them. And the psalm all set to remind them that the Lord is mightier than those, mightier than the forces around us. And yes, we too have a great enemy. He's called Satan. He's called the devil. And he prowls like a roaring lion. We are hunted, seeking to devour us. If you're a believer, just to render you ineffective. If you haven't yet come to faith, he wants you to never hear about the truth of God's word. But yet the Lord is mightier. And all that we would believe that God is greater than COVID, greater than all the social unrest and issues that we face, uh, and even over whoever is leading in government. Actually, God placed them there. If you want a verse for that, write down Romans chapter 13, verse 1. God is greater. He is invincible. I love this passage of Scripture. Take your Bible and turn with me now to, to uh, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, looking at verse uh, uh, 28. I, I love this passage of Scripture as it speaks of, the, of, of how uh, the invincible God is. And what we gain from, from relating into or, or leaning into his invincibility. Verse 28 of Isaiah 40. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting. The creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Unsearchable meaning, doesn't mean you can't find it. It means there's so much of it that you can never exhaust the, the uh, mining and understanding and, and depth of who God is. Through all eternity, we'll have the opportunity to learn more and more and more and more and more and more about God. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint. To him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord... That word wait means to put their trust in to actually come under God's reign. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, when we come under this invincible strength and might of God, we gain strength to live life. Let's believe in our all-powerful, invincible God and take steps of faith to believe in him. <laughs> I love this story. Write down somewhere in your notes there or just remember it later. Uh, Mark chapter four, verse 35 to around 41. It's a story of, of, of where Jesus was with his disciples. And, and Jesus had been uh, uh, healing and helping people and, and encouraging uh, them and, and he was exhausted so he told his disciples, hey, let's go take the boat. Let's row to the other side. And he says, I'm going to take a nap. So he lays down uh, and, and falls asleep. And they start rowing out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee and the waves start to, to crash and the sea starts to, to bellow and its winds grow, moving and it's, it's a horrible scene. Jesus is still asleep. His disciples are becoming uneasy at this. They're actually becoming scared, running around the, the boat like a little schoolgirl screaming. And here these are, these are burly fishermen. 
And yet the storm has rocked them to the core. They finally get up to strength. We've got to wake Jesus. They wake him up. And Jesus uh, says, oh, where is your faith? In other words, do you not believe who's sitting in the boat? He stands up and looks at the storm, the tumult there, there, the crashing waves and the wind blowing, and he says, be still. And all of a sudden, the waves become calm. The wind stops. And the eyes of the disciples just pop out. They become fearful because nobody has that power to be able to calm the winds. And yet, whoo, our invincible God does. He has that kind of power. There is nothing God cannot do. You've got to believe that. There is no force out there. There is nothing that can take over God's might and his strength. No issue, no problem, no personal thing you go through is stronger than our great and mighty God. No waves can crash over him. Gives me chills. The Lord is that powerful. Believe this. And believe in the invincible reign of the Lord. For to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. The Lord's reign is unshakable, inescapable, invincible, but also dependable. Go back to, to Psalm 93, and now looking at the first part of verse 5, it says, your decrees are trustworthy. Decrees are his word, the Bible. I I love how Psalm 19 throws this. Let's turn to Psalm 19. It's back a ways from where you are. They're all numbered, so it should be easy to find. Psalm 19, uh, verses 7 to 10, it says this. And you'll you'll hear a number of of words that signify the, the, the Bible, the word of God. It says the law, that's another name for the, the, the God's word. The law is perfect, reviving the soul because that's what it does in verse seven of Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the souls. The testimony, another word, therefore God's word, the Bible. The, the testimonies of the Lord is sure. Here's what it does. It makes wise the simple. The precepts, again, another word for the Bible, the, the, the truth of God his decrees, the, the, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. His joy is found in God's word. The commands, again, uh, reality of what God's word is, the commands of the Lord are, is pure and enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold even much fine gold, sweeter than honey, the drippings of the honeycomb. God's word is valuable and his decrees, his, his law, his testimonies, his precepts, his commands are all there and we can trust in them. We can trust in them and, and how we show trust is to follow them. I, I, I trust the, <clears throat> the service mas- manual of my, my Jeepster Commando. You know how I show I trust in the Lord? I actually follow step by step these steps in here. Uh, That's how I show trust. And in the same way, how we trust in the Lord is by following his word. 
to actually read it and understand it and seek how now shall I live in my life. We show trust of God's word by doing what it says. James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. There is good guidance here. There is good help here. There is good, good encouragement for all areas of life. Yeah, it takes some, some work to sift it through. Coming to Bible study times like this and, and exploring it ourselves and getting help, but uh, mining out God's word is a good thing. See, to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. <clears throat> well, the last encouragement, go back to uh, Psalm 93, verse 5 now. Uh, the last part of verse 5 says this, Holiness befets your house, O Lord, forevermore. The Lord's way is right. It is pure. It is perfect. You've got to go to this one psalm. It's Psalm 99. It, again, is one of these royal declaring psalms. Looking at verses 1 to 5, I love how it says this. It says, The Lord reigns. Psalm 99, verse 1. Let the people tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all people. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. It has established equity. And you have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. That's talking about the nation of Israel. Exalted the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. His words are entirely trustworthy. His guidance is the best way. His rules help us avoid tragedy. His directions bring peace and order and accomplishment, and they are pure. They are holy, as well as his character. There is no wrong in him. We can place our trust in him and show that trust by actually following what he says. Do you? You see, to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. What reigns in our lives matters. If it's a recipe, it helps produce a good product. If it's rules to a game, it, it assures fun. If it's a service manual, it promises functionality. It's the same when we come under the reign of the Lord. We know how to work. We, 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 it helps produce a good life. It, 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 it's rules to, to, the, to the game of life that we can have fun and enjoy life. It, it's a service manual that gives us functionality as we live life. The Lord reigns. To enjoy his reign is to come under his leadership, his lordship, for his reign is unshakable, inescapable, invincible, dependable, and it is holy. Yes, the Lord reigns. Let's enjoy his leadership and his lordship. See, to thrive is to let the song of the Lord's reign be true in our lives. So is it? It takes a willingness to follow. And you know what? God will even help us in that. Will you pray with me? Father God, um, Thank you for the, the truth that you reign. And Lord, even if we 
don't acknowledge it, you reign. And yet, Lord, for us to explore and enjoy the benefits and the blessings of the reality of your reign is to submit and surrender to yield. I'm going to pause in my prayer right now. And I want, if this is true for you, for you, just keep your eyes closed, head bowed. If this is true for you, I want you to pray this along with me. Lord Jesus, honestly, I've been reigning in my life. And I want to hear today to give over to you the reins of my life and let you reign. Help me to discern from your word what it is you want me to do. I kind of already know. But help me see it. Guide me. Help me. Encourage me. Oh, forgive me for taking the reins myself. I made a mess of things at times. And so, Lord, here today, I just want to release those reins and acknowledge your reign. I want to say the Lord reigns in my life. And I pray this in the name of Jesus.